Hey, good morning everybody. Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave coming to you for the office hours on this Tuesday morning. Uh, it's available for you here on Facebook, in YouTube, and on the CastBox, CastBox app. It's loading now. Yep, CastBox is up and running. Good morning to our listeners on CastBox and those who may join us. CastBox is a radio-like uh, app that you can uh, log into and listen to the program as you're driving, as you're working, whatever you may want to be doing. You don't have to be watching us in order to uh, listen to us on CastBox or talk to us. You can go to CastBox and uh, join into the conversation through the CastBox app and we can visit accordingly. If you'd like to talk to me, and I encourage that because everyone who calls or texts me that I can call back will be eligible to win a MagnaWave grab bag. It's got uh, uh, clothing in it, uh, koozies, uh, drink cups, all kinds of things, MagnaWave news and views, just a nice grab bag of, uh, of MagnaWave gear that you can receive uh, if you are someone that I talk to on the, on, the, on the phone during the program. So if you'd like to do that, text your name to 502-599-9722, 502-599-9722. I will call you back and I'll be happy to converse with you about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. If you have a question, please feel free to ask it uh, at that time, and then we can uh, all learn from our conversation. Got somebody already uh, sending me a text who wants to have a conversation, and we'll go right to that and see what's going on. Let me dial them up here. Uh, here we go, 281. We're off to a flying start here this morning. Uh, that's good, we like to be uh, We'd like to be active and busy during these uh, conversations. See if they answer. Ring-a-ding-ding. -ding. Good morning. Good morning. Pat Zemer here. Who do I have? Felicia Carroll in Houston. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So I have um, a prospective new client um, whose horse just had the MRI done yesterday and uh, we have all the preliminary reports back and it stumbled um, under saddle. I'm pulling it all up here. Okay. And came up lame, mm -hmm. um, not quite right in the right front, blocked it out. And so they tried rest and NSAIDs, um, did not help itself. So then they had the MRI done and it's showing a collateral uh, excuse me, a lateral collateral ligament injury at the insertion of the coffin joint. And they're saying uh, the current treatment plan is PRP with shockwave, one month of stall rest, recheck, then turn out six to 18 months prior to any kind of rehab, conditioning rehab. And it's only a four-year-old. And I have told her I have seen miracles with the MagnaWave machine. It needs to increase circulation. And this is what this machine, you know, this treatment does. Um, have you ever had any other cases similar to this? Well, certainly when we talk about ligament uh, injuries, uh, uh, ACL injuries, anything like this, when you're dealing with connective tissue and tendons and cartilage, so on and so forth, uh, we've had a lot of experience with this, and it is certainly something that, that MagnaWave could certainly uh, uh, potentially benefit uh, with the treatment. You're right on circulation, blood oxygenation, all of those are critical. That's why they're going to do the PRP, that's why they want to do shockwave, so on and so forth. The beautiful thing about MagnaWave, shockwave they're not going to do every day. 
And so they, I understand the veterinary reason for wanting to go there to shockwave the, the issue. They're going to do that a few times maybe or whatever. But in, in many cases with shockwave, they'll come in with the MagnaWave immediately after because it's not invasive. It doesn't cause pain to the area, but it does improve circulation, improve blood flow, and could help speed the healing process. So most certainly would be something that, that you could approach uh, with, the, with the device. To the point, and I'm not a veterinarian, but there are some docs in some cases that instead of the shockwave may use the MagnaWave or the PEMF therapy uh, as an application for that type of uh, situation that they're dealing with. So most certainly uh, when I had an MCL in my uh, knee, uh, it sped the healing process tremendously and we experience that all the time with professional athletes and people who have knee replacements and those types of, those types of situations that they're dealing with. So most certainly I think it'd be very valuable and uh, potentially very useful for the indication. Okay, well, and she said with the shockwaves, it's going to be $400 a week, and she just can't feasibly see that paying that. No, so and, 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 quite and, a bit. Yeah, and so, you know, depending, depending where you are and how you're doing it, you can, uh, and they're probably only going to do that once a week, um, whereas you could probably yeah. treat a few times. Uh, for the same kind of money or even less money if necessary to uh, get down the way and if it's a one week once a week treatment uh, You could do it much for much less I would presume Right, do you think the protocol would be similar to a founder case where the whole overall body once a week and maybe doing the feet three times a week? Yeah, that would be that, that, That's yeah. an excellent description the full body is just going to help the overall body feeling Oxygenation keep everything in, in good shape and then certainly to focus on the on the feet for blood oxygenation blood flow uh, Circulation to the area is exactly what they're wanting to accomplish uh, with the shockwave. It's probably a situation mm -hmm. that they don't have MagnaWave or they haven't uh, absorbed that into their into their practice as a procedure that they might use. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Now, uh, you're, be sure to uh, email your name and address to support at magnawavepmf.com. You'll be entered to uh, for the grab bag today. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, great uh, question, and uh, that's always a question that comes up. Can MagnaWave be used in those types of situations? And when you start talking about all the different modalities that are available that can be used, certainly uh, a situation of complementary uh, usage is, it is very good for a lot of these types of indications that they're dealing with. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't suggest laser as well, but it just depends what the uh, docs are using and how they're approaching the situations. If you have something you'd like to talk about, 502-599-9722, send me a text. I will call you right back and we can have a conversation uh, accordingly. Hazel Reed is uh, with us on CastBox this morning. Hello, Hazel. Let me see if we have any other uh, questions over here. Uh, let me get out of this particular thing that's in my uh, way here. There we go. Let me go back to Restream and see uh, if we have any additional questions here. Hi, my daughter is having some difficulty after a very complicated wisdom teeth extractions. Two months after surgery, she still has some swelling and numbness in her mouth and jaw. I'd love to treat with my Maya, but five years ago, she had a jaw surgery where several screws were inserted in the jaw. I know we tried to avoid metal. What are your thoughts? Well, comfort is the key. 
And uh, while we certainly always want to understand the use of screws, rods, plates, whatever it may be uh, in a person's body, we don't want to create any heat. But as a rule, we don't have any issues with those types of uh, metal implants that are, that are in the body. A lot of people have um, metal uh, screws and stuff in their mouth because of they've done uh, root canals or they've done needed to replace and, and have um, what do they call those inserts uh, what is it implants. implants that's it implants and and so uh, I would not worry about the screws that are uh, implanted in her mouth I would treat I would treat comfortably if it if you turn it up and it becomes uncomfortable turn it down I mean, if she, you know, for example, I'm older and I had a lot of fillings as a child and my fillings when I treat my face for some, when I had my wisdom teeth pulled, I treated and I had to watch my setting because the, the current fillings that I had uh, were, were, were causing some discomfort. So I just had to turn it down to where the fillings did not cause uh, discomfort, the old metal fillings that they used to use. But in this kind of situation, I would not worry about it. I would treat the area at a very uh, comfortable setting to help get rid of some of that inflammation and to help her uh, come along. It's kind of amazing that it's been that length of time and she's still dealing with that. But we all handle those situations differently and our bodies react differently to what's going on. So I would just, again, I would make sure that you treat for comfort. Uh, hold the loop up to the face. You can hold it an inch or so away. Gradually turn it up and as you can feel it, you might feel a little twitching in the eye or feel a little, little bit in the jaw, plenty. She doesn't have to feel it even. You can turn it down to where she does not feel the, the uh, pulsing at all, but yet it's there, it's coming, and so that maybe do, just do it a little longer in that type of situation. Great question and uh, about the use of, of screws and in, in uh, various uh, things in the mouth or in the bones, whatever it may be, in your body joints for uh, reconstructive purposes and, and um, injury recovery. Let's see, um, let's see, what, what else, uh, family? New client starting today, TBI, inquine, uh, equine, originally occurred 16 months ago. So TBI is a traumatic brain injury and uh, wanting to use, uh, planning on using full uh, MagnaWave weekly to focus on the head an additional two or three times a week. So traumatic brain injury, we have, you know, traumatic brain issues with strokes, with concussions. We're doing a uh, study is, is ongoing now at the University of Colorado uh, in association with Dr. Larry Lyons and we're dealing with concussive uh, injuries from sports and falls, whatever it may be. And, and what they're doing is they have an injury, they're doing a, a brain scan, a, a, it's called, an, I believe it's called an EEEG uh, -E -E or something, but at any rate, it's a thing where they go in and they look at the damage the, and how that damage reflects on the age of the brain, and then they, they're going to do a series of treatments and come back and reevaluate to see the improvement uh, in the whole process using uh, the MagnaWave machine. And so, yes, when you're talking about those types of injuries to treat the head, the, the neck, and, and the overall body can, again, the secret is the improved blood flow, the potentiality of improved blood oxygenation and how that enhances, fertilizes the healing process, if you will, will in the body. Now, depending on what, you know, when you say traumatic brain injury, how long it's been, how severe it was. Uh, we had a case where we were treating a gentleman who had a stroke five years 
uh, before we, or three years before we began to treat him, and he had been all t through all types of speech therapy in order to improve his cognition. He had a, a condition called aphasia, and so he had tr difficulty making sentences and, and pulling words out. And, and so the, the local Fraser Rehab Center here in Kentucky had done everything that they could do and released him. His wife, who's a friend of my wife, uh, talked uh, to us and said, could we try this on him and do we feel that it would help? So three years after his stroke, we began uh, sessions, daily sessions, and uh, we saw an improvement in his cognition over time of some 35 to 40 percent in his ability to make sentences, carry on conversations, not always having to point to words on a piece of paper. Were we able to bring him back 100%? No, we only got, we saw 35 to 40% improvement. But uh, three years after the indication was established with the stroke, same thing could potentially uh, be the case here. So it certainly is not gonna hurt to try and to uh, help this horse, this horse as far as its well-being is concerned or animal, small animal, dog, cat, whatever it may be, or a person to uh, certainly embrace these types of things. With that, there was a article that someone had posted uh, to us uh, talking about the use of PEMF um, therapy for the relief of Alzheimer's and, and uh, how to approach those types of indications and they're seeing a, a good result sometimes with those types of applications. Why? Because a lot of times you're dealing with inflammation. You're dealing with lessened blood flow to the brain, which could potentially set off some of these dementia type of situations or Alzheimer's uh, indications. And so if we can have good blood oxygenation, good flow, blood flow to the brain being enhanced, could that help alleviate some of those situations? We think that that could certainly uh, be the case. So in in this case, it would certainly it would be certainly something to look at in the Alzheimer's uh, situation uh, or dementia type situation. I'll give you a, a what I call a personal testimonial to this. About three or four months ago, we were in a conversation in our hometown town of Evansville with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, and about uh, brain head circulation. Uh, so on and so forth, and I thought, hmm, I'm going to start doing that. And why? Uh, I'm 70 years old. As we age, you know, people always say, gee, what am I trying to think about this morning? What's the word I'm searching for? Uh, I did it this morning uh, when I was talking about the, what is it I was talking about? No, we were, <laughs> we were talking about implants, and I couldn't pull the word implant in just immediately. And, and so, but as we, what I noticed is if I would treat myself and I do it daily now. I treat my head uh, for a good blood flow and oxygenation type situation, and I've noticed a less uh, less need to sit around and wonder what word am I what word am I looking for here. So why is that? Because of blood flow and oxygenation. And so I'm kind of doing my own little personal anecdotal. Uh, study. I've noticed that if I, we were in uh, Atlanta and Florida on work uh, last week and I did not have my machine with me and I was not treating myself on a daily basis. And But I did notice as the week wore on that I found myself doing that a little more than what I normally was doing when I treat myself regularly. So it's always something to look at when you're dealing with traumatic brain injury or just wanting to stay healthy. You know, they're now saying, and we've noticed this because we've done a lot of work with people that are suffering from PTSD or depression. If we can treat their head and their shoulders and treat the whole thing, their their sense of well-being improves, their depression diminishes because they're now saying that a lot of depression can be brought on by inflammation 
in the brain. What causes the inflammation? Stress can cause inflammation. It doesn't have to be a physical aspect or something to cause inflammation on your shoulder or your head or whatever it may be. Stress is a, is a factor that can, lead, it's, that can lead to inflammation of the body and, and certainly of your, of your head and brain. So we want to work to, to relieve inflammation in, in the body in order to have a better sense of well-being and healing. Okay, let's see. Um, any other questions here? Am I missing anything? Um, no. Okay, so if you have a question, simply post it in uh, Facebook or YouTube, and I'll see it here and can certainly answer it. Uh, or if you'd like to send me a text and be eligible to win the grab bag of uh, MagnaWave gear, uh, please uh, send a text to 502-599-9722, and I will call you back, and we can have a nice uh, conversation um, about whatever it is that you would like to discuss. Now, with that said, while I'm seeing if anybody has anything going on here, uh, we'll stay as long as we have some questions. I'm just not going to talk for an hour uh, or so. I just want to answer questions and have conversations with you. But there is some information I do want to share. Is John with us this morning? Have you noticed if John? He is. John's with us. John! <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> Got some information for you. Uh, we have uh, all the clearances are, and you're going to just let me explain this whole thing. Uh, when we talk about CE approvals, uh, and uh, in, in, in this is international approvals for CE for medical devices that are used in foreign countries or how it's handled outside of the United States, the we have ref, we've, everything is everything is complete, everything is finished for Canada and Australia and other countries. But where those two are completed, we're simply waiting now, uh, which be any minute. Uh, if I can say it that way, uh, they've they've approved the factory. All the ISO stuff is signed off on and, and completed for Health Canada, and so Health Canada now uh, we're into them into Australia. To the the stickers are being designed. Uh, all we're waiting for is the email and notification with the exact number that we will use on these uh, CE certifications uh, to do. Uh, there is no reason that the European CE. Um, uh, regulatory information did not arrive in the same uh, day, on the same day. Uh, they are very similar, but between Europe and Canada, there are a little different uh, breakdown of regulations, so they are done separately. But the can Canadian, again, the Canadian CE process is complete. We're just designing labels, getting ready to print, to print the stickers to apply to the devices, and the European and other nations should be following any second, uh, it just uh, it it it's all done at the same place, same times. It's just two different letters that that come of approval, and so we've got Canada and Australia European to follow. So John, that that should I think bring some relief to you. It certainly brings some relief to us in in our European market as far as being able to take equipment into uh, your country and the countries uh, uh, other countries around the world that require the CE medical designation uh, for the devices to be able to go into their countries and so that all is moving along very quickly. If you have any questions about that, um, be happy to to answer them. So I hope that helps John and, and uh, it helps you out. We're looking forward to it. Uh, let's see. I'm finding conflicting info about treating people during chemo. I'm currently having chemotherapy, chemo every two weeks. I have not felt comfortable to treat myself for side effects of mastectomy 
and chemo, but I've been treating dogs and horses on my good days. How much PEMF do we get by holding the attachments during treatments, and should I be doing this? Thanks. <clears throat> Great question. The reason, and, and, this, and, and I need to approach this from an international type of situation, certainly uh, we don't want to do anything or have anyone do anything without consulting or without their doctor or veterinarian, whatever the situation may be, uh, understanding what they're doing, uh, signing off on what you want to do, and, and moving forward. In outside of the United States with PEMF therapy, uh, it is used a lot, utilized much more aggressively than it is here in the United States. That's for regulatory purposes. We don't want to do anything. Certainly we can't make claims, don't make claims, and so you have to approach it a little differently in the United States uh, and how it is used. So certainly you always want to clear with your doctor. However, and, and this is in our tact for years was don't do, if someone's receiving chemotherapy, don't use uh, any form of blood circulation, MagnaWave, or anything else to, that could be used. Why? Because it could enhance, as she talked about in her question, uh, enhance the, the uh, side effects that we don't want. It could make someone be, feel sicker, uh, so on and so forth. Is it going to hurt? No, but it, could it make you uh, your sick, the feeling of sickness or, or what you may have as a result of the chemo enhanced? It could. And so we've always said it's up to the docs, don't do it, so on and so forth. However, uh, as times have changed and doctors are becoming more familiar with what's going on, uh, doctors have said and people have, there are some doctors that have recommended and use uh, PEMF therapy along with chemo because it helps the absorption and helps the chemo better do its job. Others kind of take the position of if you're on chemo and you're doing a two-week regimen and then you're off for two weeks, wait 24 hours or so after the last regimen and then you can use PEMF to help the overall feeling of well-being, help the pain relief that you're looking for, so on and so forth, and then stop before the next round of chemo. So there is, to approach your question, there is conflicting information. And it's certainly up to your doctor in, in how they feel you are and where you are with the medication. How much chemo? Uh, I know that Hope for Cancer, for example, in Tijuana, uh, Dr. Tony Jimenez, they don't use chemo unless they absolutely have to or if they feel that it's a, a circumstance that a little bit of chemo will be beneficial to what they're doing with a particular client or what's going on. PEMF is a daily part of their regimen for people suffering from tumors and cancer and so on and so forth uh, in Mexico, but they have found in, some, in instances that the, the better blood flow, the better oxygenation can be beneficial to those types of situations. Again, you always need to check with your doctor, with your veterinarian, whatever the situation uh, may be. So yes, there is conflict. That's because there is more understanding today than there was 20 years ago or 30 years ago when we first started this and when it was begun uh, as to how it would be used in the United States. And, and again, just to clarify that whole thing, 150 years ago or so, uh, back in the 1800s, the AMA basically took several modalities and moved them out of what they considered as mainline medicine, electrotherapy, magnetic therapy was one of them, acupuncture, massage, uh, chiropractic, several different other modalities were kind of moved out. Whereas in other countries, they weren't, and they're still used as mainline medicine and understood and handled differently. So we have, along with other 
modalities had to work your way back into the main line, into the accepted areas, having studies, having usage, having uh, doctors try, learn, understand, and help these uh, modalities grow and, and be beneficial, uh, be, be, be beneficially used uh, here in the United States. So that's kind of the situation there. I hate that you're receiving uh, conflicting stuff, but it's out there. There is, there is conflicting information and, and usage. I hope that's been clear. If you'd like to talk about it a little further, please send me a text. I'll call you back and we can have a conversation. Or if you have additional questions, just please ask and I'd be happy to uh, answer it for you as best I can. If I can't answer it, I'm going to say I can't answer it. I'm going to go off and, uh, and, and find talk to the doctors, our, our, our medical assistants that work with us uh, and, and get, those inf get that information so we can present it to you in the best manner uh, as possible. Um, John wants to know if I can book a trip over there to help spread the word. Well, actually, we're talking about that, uh, to do just that, to uh, come to Europe and uh, have some seminars and help spread the word for, for the uh, therapy there, and certainly uh, going into Canada and Australia accordingly, and uh, other countries to help uh, spread the whole word. Again, it, it's more accepted in other countries, but it's amazing. It, it may be accepted, it may be used, but when you're in your area of endeavor, maybe small animals or people or specific indications, you gotta start uh, from the ground and move up accordingly. Let's see if there's any other questions that someone may have. Uh, let, um, Patricia had one up there. Patricia had one? Let's yeah. see where it is. Right here. above uh, L2. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm treating a horse that has had a severe knee injury. She is on full stall rest indefinitely. She is having issues with both front legs. What do you recommend for the amount of time and frequency of treatment? Well, uh, my go-to description there is treat as long as function continues to improve. So is this a situation if it's on stall rest indefinitely, certainly to treat the full body and to treat the legs uh, and see what happens immediately? I mean, or treat it, you know, I, I would start this process by treating four or five times in a row. Treat the legs, treat the shoulders, the neck, the upper body, top line, whole body, whatever, but do it three or four times in a row and see how the animal reacts. We do the same thing with small animals. We do the same thing with people. Treat a number of times, see what the relief is, see how it goes, then continue to treat and see if function continues to improve. If the function does continue to improve, keep treating. If, the, if you get to a plateau, that you re reach a plateau and, you're, well, we're just kind of here, this is as good as it's going to get, then you treat as often as necessary to maintain that plateau. In my wife's situation that we've talked about a number of times, herniated disc. It took us a, a, a month or two of treatments very regularly to get to the point that we could stop and she had relief for three to four weeks. So every three to four weeks she'd need one or two treatments to keep her good and feeling good for three to four weeks. And can we, have we able to get longer than that? No, we've never gotten her longer than three or four weeks because she does things. She works in the yard, she picks up the grandkids, she carries the dog, she does all these things uh, that we all do and it just begins to come back because we can't change the herniated discs. We can't do that without surgery. She's not a surgical candidate. We don't need to get into all that uh, at this juncture. but. We just, we started, we treated, 
aggressively uh, several times, stopped, she got a few weeks, aggressively, stopped, she got four weeks, aggressively, same thing, four weeks, that's where we are. So that's how you want to approach this type situation. I, I would approach it like that, treat it several times, stop, see how it does, then treat it as, as long as it continues to improve, and then treat it as often as necessary to maintain the function that you've achieved. Great question, uh, thanks for asking. Um, let's see. Is there something else here? Um, when you receive CE, is it medical CE? John's asking the question. And do they have, they advise that what we can say it's good for, or is it still blood flow and oxygenation? Uh, that's a good question, and all that will be in directives that will be published because we'll see, on the CE, we'll go back and see what areas they approached as a medical device. But yes, the CE that we're going to have is CE for medical devices. Uh, we have to have that from our perspective if we want to export out of the country is to, is to have that in place. Now, part of that conversation also is by virtue of, of that being, of the safety testing being completed on our devices, and I'll tell you which devices, and the, the ISO certification being completed, that will, that has allowed us to, and which are in the, we are also applied for uh, what they call 510K predicate approvals in the United States in three different areas, through muscle, muscle stimulation, inflammation reduction, so on and so forth, uh, that we will have for the, uh, what we're applying to the FDA locally here in the United States. And that process is also in place because of these same testing and inspections that were done. And uh, we hope to know something there that, that, you know, that could be as quick as 30 days or as long as four months, five, six months, it can be. But we're, we're in that place for that. Now, the devices that fit that criteria at this point uh, on the MagnaWave line would be the B2, uh, would be the SEMI-3, the SEMI-5, and the Maya. Uh, devices. The Vesta Duo is in the final stages. In fact, it just passed another stage of safety testing. I was notified yesterday. So the Vesta Duo is in the safety testing area. Once that's done, it's a done deal because you don't have to go to the ISO at that point. All of that's completed. So it's just a matter of this particular device being safety tested. Now, in the in the MagnaWave line, uh, safety testing uh, procedures have also been uh, instituted as we understand from the from uh, PMF Solutions that the Pulse Pro devices are also starting on down the track for safety testing, safety uh, inspection, and the ISO um, area. They already have an ISO uh, certification in place for some of their manufacturing, and they're, so that that'll be hopefully a quicker process for them as well. So uh, it's our goal. It's our we endeavor to cross all our T's and dot our I's to, to do what is necessary for the best medical situations that we have available to us uh, for your use uh, as we go forward. It's something that that, that it could all change, but as of for the last 20 years, it hasn't been required. The FDA hasn't said anything. Everybody's kind of been, uh, there, there are more important things that the FDA is dealing with than worrying about what we're doing when there are no complaints and there's no issues, but we want to move down those lanes to uh, cross our T's, dot our I's, and, and be the best possible safety uh, manufactured to good standards products that are available to you and your customers uh, in the United States and abroad. Okay, so that's where we are with uh, those things. Let's see. Um, 
and John says, yes, it's been quite a process. It, it sure has been a process, and uh, my son pointed out to me yesterday, we've been talking about this probably for the last 12 years, and we have, because the, the factory uh, has been on and off with this process because of the bureau, bureau, bureaucracy and the bureaucratic uh, issues involved and, and studies that were required and studies that, that will be used for other indications. And kind of just to bring that to fruition, where we're going there is the, the factory is, does have, and I've, you've heard me talk about this, and it's available on the website, three different studies that are ongoing right now where the device will be uh, channeled for specific use bed sores, venous wound healing, and osteoarthritis. And so we want to be able to do that. The 510K, the predicate uh, FDA approval, simply means that we have a device that is similar to this device and, and uh, in aiding muscle stimulation or aiding inflammation reduction or whatever. It's not that device, but it's similar, and they say that's great. We want, the, the FDA does not not want people to have FDA approval. They just want you that if you're going specific, to be specific. If you're going general, then you need to show that you're like this general thing that's used over here, and they want to be able to spread the magic, if you will, or spread the well-being, uh, if you will, uh, to the health and well-being of people in uh, your clients. So let's see. Um, any other questions that people may have? Anything on Facebook? I don't see anything. Let me jump over here to check uh, Castbox. Uh, nope, no questions brought to us on Castbox. Thank you for listening on Castbox. We certainly appreciate. It. I believe that le that link is up. So if you'd like to uh, join us via Castbox, uh, you're welcome to do that. Going to be starting a new uh, feature. I'm I'm currently calling it. I got to get the approval of Chris over here, our marketing people on the lane, and talk it all through. But I'm uh, calling it. Uh, what am I calling it? Hacking Health uh, with Pat. And we're going to be talking to people that are doing PEMF. We're going to be talking about people who are using uh, various modalities or various things in their practice to hack health and to improve the health and well-beings of their customers, whatever that may be, whether it's vitamin supplements, whatever it is. But we're going to start a, I'm thinking it's going to be a twice-weekly program. Uh, that will be on CastBox dealing with health issues and how to hack the system in order to improve your health and wellness in a uh, efficient way. Do yeah. you want to share about your podcast with Dr. Pelosi? Yes, uh, we just did a, uh, and is that available on, uh, is it, it in it's the? It's online, but an email will be going out to everybody. So okay, so I did a, a, a podcast with Dr. Pelosi. He is a gynecological uh, plastic surgeon. He does, uh, when you, you know, someone asked me yesterday, gynecological plastic surgery. Well, there are things that they need to do uh, to the body quite often to, for with women gyneco gynecologically with uh, incontinence, uh, uh, damage as a result of birth, whatever it may be. And so these plastic surgeons go in and, and surgically uh, repair and help these types of situations. And he's also, Dr. Pelosi uh, is one of the authorities in the United States dealing with that. And so uh, we've become, uh, we've met uh, through his wife, who is a MagnaWave practitioner, and he's studying and looking how to utilize PEMF uh, in the practice uh, in gynecological, in plastic surgery, plastics as it's quite often called for whatever it may be, cosmetic or, or other injury that plastic surgery is required to reduce the inflammation, to help speed the healing process, to 
bring all that along. And certainly the FDA approvals that we're looking for in the United States will help that process along to make the docs, or not make, but have the docs better understand where we're going. And the CE in Canada, Australia, and in Europe and other countries around the, around the world will allow us to move down that direction because we've learned and it came, really came to us when we went to visit with Dr. Oz and the docs that were there and the conversations that were had is that there's a, such a broad area of surgical uh, scar reduction, uh, improved healing of the scar sites are where they've done uh, reconstruction or plastic surgery for whether, again, whether it's for injury or cosmetic uh, uses to help that process along. So that's what some of the stuff that we'll be discussing. I did this podcast. It will be available on the MagnaWave podcast. It, it'll be, it's on the link's in the, in the thing right now. The link's in the, in the uh, box right now, so you can listen to that podcast. It, it's about a 45-minute podcast where we talk about PEMF, how it applies to plastic surgery, and, and what he's doing. So we're excited about that. We'd like to see some, some studies in, in that area, but that's, that's where we are with that. So again, it'll be on the Magnum podcast. It's on YouTube. The link is in the, uh, in the, uh, discuss, in the threads uh, as we're speaking. And you can certainly listen to that and gain and learn from that podcast also. I also uh, did a podcast, I forget the doctor's name, in Lexington. Um, do you know, uh, what's his name down there um, in Lexington? Oh, at, the, uh, at Wild Health. Yep. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, yeah. we'll get it. Yeah. But we did a podcast. Uh, he has uh, spas, basically, and where people can come in for um, uh, salt, float situations, massage, uh, now PEMF, MagnaWave PEMF therapy for pain relief, uh, uh, anti-aging type of things. And we did a podcast with him. It should be released, I think, this week. And uh, both of these podcasts have very large uh, listening base uh, things going on and people can listen to. I did a interview, Elaine and I did an interview with uh, uh, Jack uh, Canfield, uh, the chicken soup for the soul guy, and he bought a machine and he's using it for his, he's got a bad knee from an injury, from skiing injury from several years ago. And so he's, he's very aggressive and, and a speaker and travels a lot. And so this is giving him some uh, relief. We also did an interview with him that will be available soon. Uh, for your perusal. So a lot of things going on. We're excited about that. If for some reason you're a doc or somebody and you'd like to uh, talk with us and, and maybe have us on your podcast, we'd be more than happy to do that. Or if you don't want to join me, if you are a, a medic, uh, a provider, a health and wellness provider, doctor, whatever the situation may be, and you'd like to be on my upcoming podcast, uh, uh, broadcast of Hacking Health on CastBox. I'd be more than happy to talk with you and get you scheduled there. I'm participating in a book uh, at, the, at this point and on brain health called The, the Happy Brain uh, with about 32 other authors who are all uh, and, and there's very little, in fact, I don't think there's any duplication. So these, all these doctors talking about how they approach the happy brain, how they what how they involve their practice so people can have a happy brain, whether they're dealing with happiness, depression, strokes, whatever, injuries, whatever it may be to to go down the road and do this. The book is at press and we hope to have it available for purchase maybe by the 15th uh, of October. We're going to be having some book signing uh, activities and, and going uh, down that road so it's exciting. It's my fourth uh, book. We're looking forward to it being a, a bestseller. Uh, so we're excited about that. 
keep an eye out for it, and we'll certainly let you know uh, more about that as it uh, comes to fruition. If you have a question, please post it in the in the thread on YouTube or on Facebook, and I'd be happy to. Uh, uh, discuss it, answer whatever questions you may have. If you'd like to talk with me, oh, I think we did. We have another one. Let's take a look here. I don't know if we have, nope, we just, um, nope, no other questions for conversation. All right. Um, always a pleasure to be here with you. We've got about another minute or so. If you'd like to ask a question, please do. Do you have one? No, well, where are we going this week? Oh, we're going, we're going today uh, to the Thoroughbred Makeover, the Retired Racehorse uh, Project, where they take retired thoroughbred racehorses and retrain them for hunter jumping, for cross country, for trail riding, for barrel racing, for in many different disciplines to reuse or, or uh, retrain these retired racehorses. They have a competition each year at the Kentucky Horse Park and we're going this year, we're a primary sponsor uh, to where there'll be some 200, I think, horses on the grounds. I think 400. 400, Chris uh, yeah. corrects me, um, over 400 horses on the grounds participating in various competitions, again, from eventing to hunter jumping to whatever it may be uh, to win their particular uh, discipline of competition. It's it's a great time. If you're in the area and you want to come see something that's exciting, come on down to the horse park in Lexington. It runs uh, tomorrow through Saturday uh, at the Kentucky Horse Horse Park, the Retired Racehorse Foundation. Rosie Napravnik will be with us uh, and, and being able to be interviewed and t discussed about how she uses uh, our processes and what she's, she's very involved in the Retired Racehorse Project because she is, a, as you know, one of the most successful uh, female jockeys of all time. Uh, and her husband, Joe Sharp, is a very respected and very successful thoroughbred trainer uh, on the racetracks in, in, around the country. And so uh, Joe may even be down there with us this weekend as well. But uh, at any rate, Rosie will be there. We're going to have a good time. Come on down and, and see us. We'll have a lot of video. Tony's going to be there doing videos and, and interviewing folks. And so we're looking forward to it. That's the Retired Racehorse Project this week in Lexington at the Kentucky Horse Park. Uh, anything else, Chris? Um, oh, we'll, we'll talk about it next week uh, with the uh, the pink prom. And all the pink fun. prom and the oh, and the breast cancer awareness, uh, uh, breast cancer awareness. We're going to go pink for the month of October, and uh, a percentage of the sales that we have during the month of October will be uh, donated to ver a couple of different uh, um, cancer breast cancer um, uh, foundations for the for the healing and, and help with with breast cancer so we're looking forward to that we're excited about that uh and there another one uh maureen said the podcast was great she enjoyed it uh, with with dr uh, pelosi we appreciate that maureen and uh, jeff fenton uh, writes to us the dog doc is at select locations for viewing we might post that chris if you've seen that did you get that post from I can get it. Yeah, I can yeah. It. okay. We uh, we have a post that came to us. The Dog Doc is a documentary um, with, with Dr. Marty Goldstein and uh, how he uses various things in his practice uh, for the health and wellness of the animals that he's treated. You know, I call him the veterinarian to the stars. He uses MagnaWave uh, in his practice. His firm uses MagnaWave and he discusses that in the Dog Doc. It's an excellent documentary. We showed it. Uh, we had a viewing at MagnaCon this year and everyone really enjoyed it and it's on limited release around the country. 
and so if you get a chance to see it, we'll post uh, where it is and when it's going to be playing so you can uh, have an effort, make an effort and uh, go see the Dog Doc uh, featured uh, Dr. Marty Goldstein. So, all right, uh, look forward to that. A lot of stuff going on uh, that we want to bring to you and answer your questions and, and help you uh, provide the health and wellness that you want to for your uh, clients. So, with that said, uh, no other questions. Let me just make sure. I don't see any other questions. I appreciate, appreciate you. Thanks for being with me this morning. We're going to the Thoroughbred Makeover. Come on down and join us. We'll be back here next week with more office hours to answer your questions and provide information that helps you with PEMF and MagnaWave and uh, health and well-being. Wave on to better health. Thanks for being with me. Have a great day. Bye.